And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts. We travel to understand what things the Lord does require of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, the religious leaders, akin to our political leaders, uh-oh, were the group in charge under the occupation of the Rome of the Romans. They may have had moments of clarity and spirituality, but these faded over time. Before Jesus was born, the leaders had become corrupted and polluted, dishonest, and the children of the father of lies. In addition, they were greedy and power-hungry. Who does this sound like in America today? I'll leave that there for you. Next, guess why they were mad at the apostles and the people of God? Was it because the apostles and the followers were evil? No. Was it because the apostles and the followers were power-hungry? No. Was it because the apostles and their followers were less jerky than they were? Maybe. Could it be because they were jealous? And Bingo was his name, O. And finally, so the political powers that, uh, that be ordered that the apostles be tossed in jail. They had that kind of power. And how did God respond to the political powers tossing his followers in jail? He sent an angel and freed them. God made it clear these leaders are leading contrary to his plans. I wonder how many religious leaders think of this portion of scripture when it comes to them trying to guilt people into obeying the worldly and fleshly powers. We already know that answer. Not too many. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oeve. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can reach out to us by sending an email. David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. Wait, before you do that, let me make sure I have it all the way up. Okay, good. All right, next, you can text us 214 210 8483. 214 210 8483. 214 210 8483. Also, you can call us. 97, you can call us. You just call. It's a phone. It's like a, you know, phone. They have those. Okay. 972 445 0770. When you call 972-445-0770, Captain Chris will answer the phone and then you will be Sailing takes me away to where I'm Alright, now you get to do that on a number of things. Now you know, as we've said before multiple times, this is not a Kvetch Fest. I'm telling you, I've gotta I've gotta get that URL. Kvetch Fest. 
2022. I mean, it's just too funny. Anyway, that's not what we're here for. We're here to encourage one another and strengthen one another and bless one another. If you've got a prayer request or a praise report, let's make it part of the family of God. If you've got something you want to share, an idea, a thought, a concept, a principle, let that also be a part of the family of God. Let it take place, okay? That's what we're asking. We're not trying to make this complex. We're trying to make this kind of nice, making sure that we can be strengthening and blessing and encouraging one another. We already know this show is not professional radio. How do you know that? Well, let's start with our first clip. Let's go back to our last. Let's start with the first clip from March 3rd, uh, uh, March 18th, sorry, uh, 2019, or was it 2018? See, I can't even remember when the show started. That just proves it ain't professional. It ain't. You use the word ain't. It ain't professional. It ain't professional. Uh, But it is fun, and any topic is open for conversation. Uh, It's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. Speaking of which, which has nothing to do with this lead-in, but that's a good one. Uh, Just keeping it simple, not trying to get theological. Keep it easy, biblical, normal, fun. Who was the first son of Adam and Eve? That's a... a, Not trying to, well, don't don't, don't go there. Just keep it easy. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. If you want to text in, 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Again, who was the first son of Adam and Eve? Who was the first son of Adam and Eve? Think if you know that answer, let us know. Don't forget to keep... Kirk's great-grandson, Anthony, in prayer. We think that's a very good idea, and he would greatly appreciate it, and we want him to know that we are praying for him and uh, and believing that the Lord will help and bless him. Okay, now, as we go into the next segment, by the way, it wasn't a trick question. I know people are thinking he's tricking us. No, that's the next question. Uh, let's go ahead and play our expository uh, intro. Wow! 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 All I can say is wow! 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 All I can say is wow! Okay, let's try and be super nice in this process. We will do our best. This is Acts chapter uh, 5. I always got to make sure what chapter I'm on because I keep forgetting. I don't know why I keep forgetting it, but Acts chapter 5 verse 17 says the following. Then the high priest rose up. And all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation and jealousy and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. Wow. For those that are thinking that the Pharisees and the Sadducees were just a group of uh, rabbis, you are wrong. They had political power. They could have people thrown in jail. They were very, very forceful, actually, as an entity and as a power. And what they did was they were so angry with the apostles that they had them thrown in jail. They had them tossed. I want you to think about that. These people were mad. Ready? Because these other people were spreading a message of hope and redemption and eternal life. And they were praying for people and miracles were being done. 
and people were were rising to the occasion and being blessed with joy and the powers that be the leaders were so jealous that they threw these people in jail they were so angry that somebody offered a message of hope now i'm not going to go into the long and the short of american politics i don't have the stomach for it nor the mind for it nor shall i go into any other form of government or politics in all of the planet because they would all be laid guilty before the eyes of god but this much i know People that lead, that try to discourage hope and faith and love and miracles from God, they're terrible leaders if they do that. They're just awful. They're just awful people. What is wrong with you? And it's kind of like when the Pharisees got mad at Jesus for doing a healing on the Sabbath. Instead of going, wow, it's a miracle— They were like, hey, it's the Sabbath. Knock that good stuff off. It's like, who rained on that person's parade? That's what we're talking about, and that's what these guys did to the apostles. They were so jealous that they, get this, that they were losing control of the people that they threw the leaders in jail. Now, I want you just to contemplate that and think, gosh, has that ever happened since then? Yeah, about 5,000 times. Because when you can't control them and you get jealous of them and you get mad that people have hope, but you get mad. You get angry. You're losing control. The irony is that people don't control anything, not you, not me, not the They don't control. You know what? It would only take God one rock to change the planet. That's it. Planet's gone. So you have to understand who's really in charge. But these people were upset. And the reason they were upset is because they are much more connected to the father of lies than they are connected to the father of life. And I'm not a brilliant guy. I'm not a a geneticist. I'm not any of that. But I think if somebody is a child of the father of lies, that maybe maybe they lie a lot then (laughs) because their dad's the father of lies. Okay, so the idea behind this is to understand that people don't like messages of hope. You know what you are? Watch this. This is so wonderful in, in 2 Corinthians. You are a fragrance of life or a fragrance of death, depending on who hears you, sees you, knows you, and how they engage with God because of you. That is a powerful, powerful thought. Okay, who was the first son of Adam and Eve? We said we were going to keep it easy, and so we shall. The first son of Adam and Eve, biblically defined, is Cain. Okay, Cain. All right, there you go. How long did he walk with King? As long as he was able. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, we'll take our break, and then we're coming back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, he reached down. 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Let me uh, say something really important. I want to give a big uh, crying send-off to my good friend for seven and a half years, Lefty. Lefty has uh, today... I know, I'm so sad. Lefty has actually left uh, the place of honor that's been with me for the last seven and a half years doing radio. Lefty was my one-eared headset my uh, headset that I would listen to. Yesterday, towards the end of the show, the circuitry in the very complex $19.95 multiple years ago headset decided it could no longer endure, and we had to put it to rest today. So now I have a much more expensive but really on sale from Amazon, so got it for a smoking deal headset. But it has two ears, so one of the ears is behind my head. <laughs> and uh, I haven't given this one a name yet. <laughs> it's got like one ear, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah. But then we're going to say goodbye to Lefty. Bye, Lefty. Bye. All right. There you go. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here comes the next trivia question. Name one, two, or three of Noah's sons. Name one, two, or three of Noah's sons. Sons. One name, two names, three names, which tells you what? There are, there are, go ahead, go ahead. Well, there's at least three of them. That's right! Name one, two, or three. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at he must increase dot. Org. Um, 
you need you need to drop in a Bob. <laughs> Spell your name backwards, Bob. Bob. Okay. Anyway, that's one of my favorite lines. Oh, that was funny. Uh, somebody ready to answer the question? Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Samson. How are you? Hey, brother. How you doing? Very good. All right. You got you got three three chances here, and I just know you're going to get these because I understand your biblical knowledge is solid enough to know that probably one of them is not named Bob. That's what I'm going to go with. We had somebody text well, in saying Bob. I think that's for sure. <laughs> Name one, two, or three of Noah's sons. Well, I'm going to give you the answer of your first trivia question. Actually, you were wrong. Uh, Adam and Eve's first son, his name was Candy Cane, not just a cane. Okay. Candy cane? You see, now if you'd have done that joke when we were in Christmas time, that'd have been perfect. <laughs> well, still, it's a Christmas. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, season. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, what was the question? Sorry. Yeah, uh, it's what are Noah's three sons' names? Okay, well, oh, uh, one thing that I know, like a. Uh, Two were kosher and one wasn't the kosher. That is correct. That yeah. is correct. Fire away. Tell you. <laughs> so, Sam and Jeff, they were the kosher, but the ham wasn't the kosher. That is correct, Amundo. You are right. Not only that, but he's the only one in the family that tried to do stand-up comedy because he was a ham. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, brother. Excellent work. I appreciate it great, great, greatly, and have received your prayer, by the way, and even mentioned it to a few other people, and you just keep praying and standing in that prayer, and I'm going to keep believing that for the prayer you prayed over us, okay? that's for sure. You you are a big encourager and an educator uh, for the believers, so so thank you. I want to say thank you. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. I'm also annoying, yeah. but that's part of the brotherly part, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> yes. And the, the reason I like your show is because it's a, uh, in between Sean Hannity and what the other show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, though. That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, thank you, brother. God bless you. Good. Hey, if there is a time I could crack a little joke, even though I'm not fully prepared, but I'm going to give a shot. Do you want to do it now? Yeah. Okay, fire away. All right. Uh, so one day, David Spoon, my good friend, was running late for his show, and while he he was driving his car, so his car wasn't working, so he, he asked his lovely wife to give her a give him a ride so she said okay honey because you're my honey i'm gonna give you the ride so okay so but she was because they were running late for for the show so he asked honey please speed up because uh, otherwise i'll be late so while the because she was uh, speeding up and there she got pulled over just like a five mile before their radio station so so it happened to be it was a uh, a female police officer, she pulled her over, and she was a blonde female officer. And, and you know, David's wife is a blonde, too, so 
So, Chita, ma'am, uh, I, need, uh, I need your registration, so, because she's a bland, so just remember that she, uh, she didn't ask for the travel license. She said, I need your uh, registration. So, so David's wife gave, gave her the registration, and then she realized, oh, she needs to ask the, the very <laughs> basic question, hey, I need your travel license as well. And because they left in a hurry, so David's wife also forgot her driver license. And she said, honey, where's my, my driver license? So David said, oh, I don't know. Okay, let me see in your purse. So they, while David was rummaging through her, her wife's uh, purse, and he finally said, oh, there isn't, but there is a, a rectangular makeup mirror. So she said, just give it to her. She's blonde. So David gave that makeup mirror to, to his wife, and his wife gave it to the police officer. And she said, huh, you're blonde, too. And I didn't know that you're a police officer. Okay, just make sure to drive safely. Okay, bye. <laughs> was that the punchline? <laughs> yeah, because she was a blonde. Yeah, I got that. I got that. She- I, okay, I'm gonna let Captain Chris give you his uh, take on that on that joke. Remember, because he is the. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Talk to you so later. It was a kind of blonde joke. Yeah, uh, I got gotcha. you. I know I'm not blonde, so maybe I didn't present it very blondly. Way. I got gotcha. you. For me, for me, it doesn't matter. I don't have any hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God bless, uh, bro. So, well, thank you. Thank you for uh, my. Listening, my corky joke. You got it. Unprepared corky joke. Okay. <laughs> All right. Talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for your grace. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. All right. Love you, brother. Love bye. you too. Bye bye. Okay. All right. Let me follow that up with some really bad jokes. <laughs> okay. Let me just say that real quickly. All right. These are one, two, three, four, five, six prayers from children to God. Because we can only do six because we got to get to the, you know, we do teaching here. <laughs> Dear God, please send Denise Clark to a different summer camp this year. Peter. <laughs> That's a good one. Dear God, Cain and Abel. Maybe Cain and Abel would not kill each other so much if they each had their own rooms. It works out with me and my brother. <laughs> good one. Dear God, I am waiting for spring, but it never did come yet. What's up? Don't forget. All right. Dear God, if you want, if you watch in church on Sunday, I'll show you my new shoes. Barbara. Dear God, is Reverend Coe a friend of yours, or did you just know him through the business? <laughs> and then last, dear God, it is great the way you always get the stars in the right place. Why can't you do that with the moon? There you go. All right. Those are cute. <laughs> All right. Lewis is, Lewis is saying the joke was too good to be on the show from Samson. Okay, people. All right, I got to go back to teaching. I only have so many minutes. All right, here we go. Uh, okay, so let's go back to verse 17 in Acts 5. Then the high priest rose up and all those who were with him, which is the sect of Sadducees, they were filled with jealousy and indignation. They laid their hands on the apostles and put them in common prison. But at night, the angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go, stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. There are a lot of things you can come up with, and I don't really have a problem uh, with a lot of people's politics the way that uh, other people do. I don't care uh, what your politics are. I care about your relationship with God because you won't be taking your politics into eternity. You'll be taking your relationship with God into eternity. So keep that in mind. But nobody, 
no power, no way, no how. Is peop are people allowed to restrain the proclamation of the gospel? So when these people who are religious and political leaders tried to put a chokehold on the apostles, then the miracle power of God shows up, an angel of the Lord opens the prison doors and brings them out and then reiterates the command that they had from Jesus, go, that's the command that Jesus had, and then he said, go to the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. When God sets people free from their oppression, he doesn't set them free to put them in a hidden cove or in a uh, place where nobody can find them. In fact, the exact opposite. If you look at the kingdom principles, what God does is he set them free from the jail and then told them, go right back into the public and proclaim the truth again. It's like, well, wait, what? Right? It's like you'd be thinking, well, why didn't they take the first train to Georgia? Why didn't they get out of there? And that's because it's more important to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ than it is for everybody else's comfort. Oh, that's hard, isn't it? And if things get really tough for Christians, it will still be in the book. God's not going to take this out of the book. And so what's in there is this. Even though God was opposed or demonstrates his opposition to the leaders trying to clamp down on the gospel, what the Lord does is he takes the very same apostles who are in jail, frees them, and then says, okay, go back to where you were and proclaim the message again. Now, I'm not a genius but I'm thinking, aren't they going to get arrested again, right? I mean, wouldn't you think that? And the answer is yes, by the way. And guess what? God's the one that helped create that. I mean, God could have sent them on a different journey. God could have put them, God could have sent a bird down and have them fly off. God could have sent an airplane down, even though there weren't any, but God could have. But instead, he said, go back and proclaim out loud the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the grace of God that comes through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ and the life to be lived by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, God does things different, doesn't he? He sure does. All right, uh, going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Moving is hard. It's a moment that everyone dreads. But wait, there's an answer. Jesus can help. And for the moving parts, Men of God Moving is there for you. Men of God Moving is a full-service Christian moving company that is locally owned and operated, serving the entire Dallas and Fort Worth area. Men of God Moving helps with homes, apartments, offices, long and short distance relocations, and so much more. They offer packing and unpacking services, loading and unloading, assembling and disassembling, plus many other helpful services. Tell them you heard it on the David Spoon Experience and receive a substantial discount. Substantial means a whole bunch. Call them at 817-707-7672 or go to their website, menofgodmoving.com. That's menofgodmoving.com. 
and check them out on Facebook. The Lord's Word says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. Ephesians 6, 7. Allow men of God moving the privilege of serving you. And listen to Johnny Hill, the owner, often on the David Spoon Experience. To hear his testimony, reach out to men of God moving. Johnny's testimony will move you. God bless. The David Spoon Experience. So in this position, I have the opportunity to interview people and have so for the last five years from all across the range of Christianity, uh, from from authors and from actors and musicians. We are about to have an opportunity we've never had on this show. We actually have Lee Strobel on the phone with us. It was 19 years ago, I believe, this September 1st, where his book came out, The Case for Christ. If you're Jewish like I am and then became a Christian, that was when you went, oy vey. This book was a life changer for many, and now it's a movie, Lee, are you there on the phone with us? I am, David. How you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic. Thrilled to have you on the show. It's Thank my you. privilege. I'm just, I just we got to start. I know they give you a list of questions just so you can know, Lee. I never use them. So uh, good for you. <laughs> it's like, come on. I want to tell you, we're brothers yeah, here in absolutely. the Lord. Talk to me. First of all, you wrote this book, The Case for Christ. Let's first talk about the writing of the book, and then we'll talk about that connection to the movie. Why did you write this book? Well, I didn't start out to to do that. I mean, um, I was an atheist. My wife became a Christian. So in order to try to rescue her from this Christian cult, I uh, decided to use my journalism training and legal training and uh, disprove Christianity to um, show that the resurrection never really happened. Uh, of course, I ended up coming to the opposite conclusion and ended up coming to faith. But I, I, I did this investigation for my own edification, for my own education, not because I wanted to write a book. And then it was actually later my wife said to me, hey, you ought to write a book about that. I said, really? And she said, sure. So uh, that's how the book came about. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I probably should tell you that at 245, the show is going to be preempted for SMU basketball, okay? So the reason I didn't tell you is because it doesn't matter until 245, so why would I bother to tell you? Ahead of time. Get it? Okay. Uh, here is your trivia question so you know your time is tight. Stay with it. Uh, in the book of Genesis, what was the name of the man who never died? Ooh. In the book of Genesis, what was the name of the man who never died? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Whoa. You can send an email, david at org, and that leads us to the website because you may have a prayer request, you may have a praise report, you may have some kind of contact that you want to be aware of or want people to be praying for you in. Uh, that's a great place to do it at the website. Plus, it's a great place to give if you're going to invest in the kingdom and invest in the ministry. Please go to org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org 
I just see it's like I see a duck on a on a lake, and you're just jumping off, going. That's what I see every time. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, somebody is calling in. I would assume that they're uh, – we did do the trivia question, right? Uh, they're calling in, I suppose. So I do want to remind people about Kirk and then his great-grandson, Anthony. They got a little bit of update. Uh, they said they might have he might have had a seizure. They're going to do some more tests. Just keep him in prayer. Keep Kirk in prayer because as a great-grandfather, he's he's further away from it. But keep Anthony in Anthony's parents in prayer because there's nobody, there's no parent that goes through this that you don't struggle uh, when your child is going through tough things. It's always hard. I mean, it's a hard process and time to, to go through, and you just want everything to be fine, and there's nobody that wants anything bad, but offering our faith makes a difference. And people go, well, how do you know it makes a difference? Well, gosh, and our, if we want to use a record, like we're like at 70% that we pray people get to do better. It's like, I'll take it. All day long. I don't know that that's a direct correlation, but I think it's great. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Mary. Hi, Mary. On, on a Thursday, which is I'm not in Bible study today. Yay! Well, no, I mean, I'm glad you're in Bible study, but I'm glad you get to listen. Let me say. I'm not because I had to wait for my groceries that haven't showed up yet. <laughs> okay. All right, Mary, this is, a, this is a good one. I know you know this. In the book of Genesis, what was the name of the man who never died? It was Methuselah's father, and his name was Enoch. That is correct! <laughs> Mary, dropping it big. That was a good, that was a great one, pointing out it was Methuselah's father. Excellent job, Mary. Just yeah, excellent. That's you, are, was. <laughs> you are on top of it. Very, very good job. Now, I don't know if you heard or not, but we're going to be preempted in about 10 minutes. For the basketball. Oh, yeah, I better be hanging up. That's right. Basketball, isn't it? Yeah, and we support that. We want the, the station and the people to be able to enjoy that, too. Besides, we're annoying five days a week, so we can do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great job. All righty. Job. Well, you have, yeah, you have a good day. Right? Uh, All right? Awesome. Thank you, Mary. God bless you. Yeah, thank you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Mary, doing a fantastic job. We have to love that. Great, great work. Let's do a quick history, and then we'll do the teaching. Go ahead. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right. So I do want to point out it's uh, National Sticker Day, and it's also uh, Make Your Dream Come True Day, which I don't even know what that. What is it, Make Your Dream Come True Day? Who does that? What's your dream? Okay. My dream? Yeah. To get through these shows. <laughs> no. Well, today's your lucky oh, day. Oh, my goodness. I've got lucky. Now, here's what I think is really important. In 1854, do you know what significant event happened on this day in 1854, on January 13th, 1854? Do you know what happened? The accordion was patented. There you go. See, that just, you know, you just reeks. We're all better for it. That's right. Exactly. Also, in 1957, on this day, the Whammo Company uh, produced the first Frisbees. Talking about making money off of something cheap. <laughs> wow. Wowzer, Bowser. And then the last thing, because we want to acknowledge the media being brilliant whenever we can. <laughs> uh, on 1920, on this day, the New York Times mocked mocked Robert uh, 
Goddard and all the people saying that nobody would ever travel into space. Brilliance knows no end. Well, they fake that moon landing <laughs> stuff, so. Yeah, those guys probably actually believe. <laughs> There's like nothing. <laughs> it was just a set. Anyway, all right, we'll just skip that for right now. I got some people that I actually know that think that. And I just don't go to movies with them. It's just, it's just easier. It's like, okay. All right, let's go back to the rest of this. I want you to be aware of something. What people are aware of and what God is doing is not the same thing. I want you to listen to what I said so that we can, we covered everything else, right? We got, you know, six minutes solid here, five and a half minutes. Listen to what I'm saying. What God is doing, people are not always aware of. I hope I'm making that very clear. Back to verse 17 in Acts 5, because I want to run through it. The high priest rose up, and all who were with him, which were the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation and jealousy and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in common prison. But at night the angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go, stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life, referring to the gospel life. Verse 21, And when they heard that, they entered the temple early, and in the morning and taught. But the high priest and those with him came and called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to prison to have them brought. So what I want you to catch, super important, okay, is the disciples or the apostles, they're in jail. So you don't have to be a it's not unsolved mysteries. Just think of how this would go. They're in jail, right? And then an angel comes and says, yo, get out. <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying? Go do what you were doing. And maybe you didn't use the word yo, but I don't know. I mean, I, I watch Robin Hood Men and Tice. You never know. So the bottom line is, it's like, get out. Go do what you're supposed to do. Verse 21, when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. So they were immediately obedient. They weren't like, you know, they weren't hiding. They weren't doing anything, so on and so forth. But look what happens. But the high priest and those with him came and called the council together with all the elders and the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. These guys do not have a clue. These guys do not have a clue what is going on. They come back the next day and they assemble everybody together, which you know is not 10 people. You're talking about hundreds of people. And it's a big assembly. And they say... They say, bring us the prisoners. And because of that, can't hear you. Because they, are they cutting in early? Okay, no, okay. And they say, because, bring us the prisoners. But the prisoners aren't there. And the prisoners aren't there because these guys don't know that God is doing something else right in front of them, and they're completely unaware. So what is my point in bringing this up? Let me explain to you, and, and I hope you can understand this, especially in lieu of American politics, that what the Lord permits and what the Lord does is not something he checks in with when people are engaging with him. He's not checking in with the church or he's not checking in with politicians or anybody else when he wants to have something accomplished. He has his plan, and it will be done. The church is called to be obedient. That's exactly what the apostles were doing, were being obedient. They said, go back to the temple. They went early in the morning. They started teaching, and all of the leaders knew nothing 
of what God was doing. And they were actually carrying out their thoughtful plans and the complete waste of time because God had already delivered them miraculously. What we're gonna find out next week is that the the jail didn't move, nothing changed. It's just like it's like transporter city, right? So somehow these guys got out of jail by the grace of God, by the miracle power of God, but started proclaiming the gospel and everything went right past all the people. It's like my point in telling you this is whatever you're seeing going on in our government or any other government, do not misunderstand how powerful and how much authority and how much uh, direction our king owns in every situation. No time, at no time, do man's plans, the church's plans, the government's plans, or anybody else's plans stop the plan of God. Nobody, nowhere, at no time, ever. And that's something you just got to like, okay. What the Lord allows, he allows in his wisdom. And what he shows and demonstrates is when he wants to show it and demonstrate. And I'll just tell you this, and this will be the best thing for you to remember. God knows exactly what he's doing. He's just not telling everyone what he's doing. And if he thinks you need to know, he'll let you know. Until then, you trust him, right? Right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're taking a 22 and three-quarter hour break, and then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.